Chapter 5. Your Temperament If you feel like you've been hit by a fire hose of information, you're exactly where all my clients are at this point in the process. We've covered a lot. Remember, words are powerful. The words you say have the power to echo in a child's life forever. Let me say that again. The words you say have the power to echo in a child's life forever. Now, we have learned there are four temperaments, and each comes hardwired with their own set of strengths and weaknesses. Each temperament has four innate needs. Filling these innate needs is what keeps children operating in their strengths. Ignoring these needs, or worse, making a withdrawal from them, results in kids who live in their weaknesses. Knowing whether a child's tank is running low isn't a mystery. They give off a signal. The signal is specific to their temperament. Now, it's probably occurred to you that if temperaments, strengths, weaknesses, innate needs, and signals are all true for children, then they're also true for grown-ups. I imagine that an example or two has felt familiar enough that you figured out your own temperament along the way. In case that isn't true, there's a 40-question temperament assessment for grown-ups in the back of a grown-up's guide for kids' wiring. I would encourage you, if you haven't already, to complete it. This chapter is all about you, the grown-up because it is impossible to put this communication framework to its best use until you know what language you speak. For the clients I coach in person, I often use a set of therapy glasses. These glasses have lenses that are colored, yellow, red, blue, and green. They illustrate how each temperament sees the world differently. It's common for non-reds to look through the red lens and think, Yikes, this is so intense. Or for a yellow to slip on blue lenses and think, oh, this is depressing. That is exactly the point. Temperament affects the way you see the world, and it colors every conversation you have with the people in your life. It's not intentional. A red person is not trying to see red. It's just the way the red's wired. And it's the same for all the other temperaments as well. Understanding this will make understanding the tensions between you and the kids around you much easier. So, what is it like being yellow, red, blue, or green? Let's talk about it. Let's start with yellows. If you're tracking along with our videos on YouTube, you've met my friend Clay. He's a dad of five children under the age of 11, a boss to 70-plus people, and a friend to everyone he meets. Clay and I discussed what it's like living with his yellow lens. Awesome. His word, not mine. His home is filled with lots of laughter. He likes to stack up fun activities every weekend, which tends to exhaust his blue wife and his green daughter. He avoids bad news, struggles consistently with interrupting others, and he admits to thriving on compliments. For Clay, it's important that every one of his 70-plus employees is having a good time, though he's now realizing not everybody cares about that. His childhood need for attention 
is illustrated by his snagging the best seat at the dining room table. The one, of course, that faces the mirror. He spent countless dinners entertaining his sisters and himself with silly faces and antics like descending the imaginary staircase. Though he's highly skilled at winning people over, Clay remembers a few school teachers who didn't appreciate his yellowness, which only led to charm and flattery to get his way, neither of which worked. Clay is only one example of the yellow temperament. Not all yellows are created equal though these are some of their most common traits. Yellow grown-ups are extroverted. They are talkers who think out loud. They're people-oriented. They choose a person over a task, any and every day. The strengths, weaknesses, the innate needs and signals of the yellow we've covered so far also apply to grown-ups. Yellows have many strengths. They live in the moment. They're optimistic. They're encouraging spontaneous, definitely energetic and enthusiastic, but they can also be in their weaknesses compulsive talkers, have loud voices and laughter. They can seem phony to some and definitely be impulsive. For a complete list of strengths and weaknesses, check out the yellow section in A Grown-Up's Guide for Kids Wiring. Let's review the innate needs of the yellow. Approval, being liked for who they are without needing to change. Acceptance, they want to be invited and included. Attention, having your full focus, especially eye contact. Affection, being noticed or acknowledged. When these innate needs are not being filled, or they're running low, or being filled with their weaknesses, the yellows have a tendency to signal with charm and flattery charm, elaborating or exaggerating, being over the top, flattery, that's being phony or excessive praise of others. Here are some brief descriptions of yellow grown-ups. Yellow parents, you're probably the fun parent, like Clay. You care a lot about everybody having a good time. The more the merrier is the motto you live by. Your kids might describe you as animated, energetic, and occasionally disorganized. You're always one of the first to sign up to volunteer, but you have a tendency to be easily distracted. So yellows sometimes can neglect to follow through. Missing carpool pickup, forgetting to make something for the bake sale, or sending your child to school dressed for the Halloween costume party one day too early. Yellow teachers, your classroom is lively. Some may call it rowdy. It's also full of imagination, creativity, and variety. Kids love your storytelling skills, even if some of the stories are repeats and maybe even exaggerated some. You have a soft spot in your heart for the class clowns and often find yourself trying to persuade the introverts to speak up or join in. Your yellow energy overfloweth which tends to overwhelm some of the students that may be a different temperament, not that you've noticed. Yellow coaches, you win some, you lose some. But did you have fun doing it? This is always the yellow coach's question. Yellow coaches are uniquely positioned to see the best in all their players, to encourage the kids individually, and really good at inspiring camaraderie. 
practices, they may be a bit unplanned, but does that really matter? If everybody's having a good time and making new friends, that's the goal, right? Yellow counselors, your positivity and sincerity are such strengths when it comes to walking with children through tough stuff. Since you're so easy to talk to, kids feel comfortable opening up and sharing. You probably struggle to hold space for bad news or sad emotions because your tendency is to brush past unpleasant stuff and get right back to happier topics. Next, let's talk about reds. If being the most red was a competition, my friend Brent would win. To him, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. That's a direct quote from my conversation with him. You really have to watch the videos. His family would describe him as dominant, determined, diligent, demanding. He's authoritative and powerful and quick to cut ties if others don't match his level of effort or productivity. Just ask the kids that he coaches. Brent admits that he's argumentative and known for losing his temper quickly. And he doesn't see why questioning authority is listed as a red weakness. His favorite hobby is downhill skiing, out of bounds. A not-so-subtle nod to how much he enjoys pushing every boundary he encounters. Constantly accused of yelling? This isn't yelling. I'll show you yelling. He admits to struggling with tone and volume every day. For Brent, loyalty is everything. When I asked him about it, he references the betrayal in the movie Braveheart with such empathy for William Wallace. To him, there's no greater offense than disloyalty. Brent is beyond loyal, and he will fight and protect the ones that he loves. Not every red looks and sounds just like Brent. Each red has a unique mix of these traits. Red grown-ups are extroverts. They are talkers. They talk before they think. They're task-oriented. They are more inclined to accomplishing something than connecting with people. The strengths and weaknesses, the innate needs and signals of the red we've covered so far also apply to grown-ups. The strengths of a red, they are driven, goal-oriented. They always have a plan, energized by challenges. But again, in their weaknesses, they have little tolerance for mistakes. They can be extremely selfish, not listen, and definitely do not like tears and emotion. For a complete list of the strengths and weaknesses, check out the red section of a grown-up's guide for kids wiring. Let's look at the red innate needs. Loyalty, as we were just talking about with Brent, it is being prioritized and knowing you have their back. Sense of control, they don't want to always be in charge. What they do want is everyone pulling their weight and everybody following the plan. Appreciation, being valued for their unique strengths. And credit for work, being valued for their contributions. Remember, when these innate needs are low or not being met, it leads to the signals. The red signals are tone and volume. Tone is harsh and biting comments. Volume, angry outbursts or yelling. Let me give you some brief descriptions of some red grown-ups. Red parents, 
Your sense of control keeps things at home moving smoothly. You can juggle household tasks, errands, schedules, and kids because your ability to multitask makes complicated systems look easy. Most of the words that leave your mouth are followed by now. Clean your room now. Put your phone away now. Get in the car now. You call it decisive. Everybody else calls it bossy. You have little tolerance for mistakes and can tend to roll your eyes at tears and emotions. Your angry outbursts and yelling can make you at times unpredictable for everyone else in the home. Red teachers, your classroom runs like a well-oiled machine. Everybody knows the schedule and compliance is the key. You may struggle with yellow kids who interrupt. You might overlook the greens who don't speak up and often trying to convince those blues that their work is good enough and it's time to move on to the next thing. Yours may not be the fun class, but your students will exceed expectations. You'd stake your reputation on it. Red coaches, like Brent, you try to model determination and discipline. Hard work pays off, right? Your toolbox of motivational sayings include, you can do it, get mad, and go out there and let them have it. You've likely been completely unaware that there are two temperaments that are demotivated by words like these. Your competitive spirit prioritizes winning and likely makes you overlook the people and feelings involved. Sometimes there is crying in baseball. Red counselors, there's a good chance you approach each of your clients as a task, a project to be completed or a problem to be solved. The good news, you'll get it done. Seeing the challenge, then charting a course to the finish line is what you do. On the flip side, you tend to dismiss feelings and move so quickly to solutions that the kids you work with might be left wondering, do they really care about me? Next is the blue. When you think of blue, Eeyore may come to mind. Thanks for noticing me. But my friend April says that's not her at all. And as a blue, I agree. However, April does admit to being sensitive and easily hurt by words, tone, and volume. She's creative and musical, but also loves a list and structured plans which makes sense since blues are both creative and analytical. She loves getting to know people deeply, which is a quality that comes in handy as a counselor. And being understood is very important to her. Cut her off or disregard her and watch out. Blues don't forget. Burdened by the introspection that comes with being a blue, April can often find herself wondering, what did I do wrong? Did I say something wrong? What did I miss? Especially when things don't work out exactly as she planned. She needs space and silence to process these thoughts. To her, that means putting on earbuds and deep cleaning her kitchen. She's guilty of playing the 20 question game and wishing her husband could read her mind. It would spare everyone from the moods and silent treatment she uses when she feels misunderstood. 
But not all blues are exactly the same as April, though. Blue grown-ups are introverted. They think before they talk. They're also task-oriented. They're more inclined towards accomplishing things than connecting with people. The strengths and weaknesses, the innate needs and signals of the blue that we've covered so far also apply to grown-ups. Some of the strengths are they're empathetic, orderly, extremely cautious, very creative, serious, purposeful. But in their weaknesses, they can be judgmental, the first to criticize, hold back, very insecure, and often put high standards on other people. For a complete list of strengths and weaknesses, check out the blue section in a grown-up's guide for kids wiring. The blue innate needs, very important, safety. Blues have to be able to trust their surroundings and their relationships. Sensitivity, being understood. Blues are not overly sensitive people, but they have to be understood. Support, being offered or provided help. Space and silence, having time to decompress, process, or think. When these innate needs are low or they're being filled with your weaknesses, the blues set off a signal. For the blues, the signals are moods and silence. Moods, being judgmental, critical, or self-deprecating. Silence, being disengaged and unwilling to talk or hear from others. Let me give you some brief descriptions of some blue grown-ups. Blue parents, famous for your organization skills. You manage the family schedule, plan and prep each meal, and make every drop-off and pick-up with time to spare. Your tendency to worry is really your way of saying I love you, and it comes out in phrases like, be careful, buckle your seatbelt, don't talk to strangers, I don't think that's safe. And you often find yourself wondering, why is it so loud in here? Deep and thoughtful, your words may be few, but they carry a lot of weight. That's why it's even more important that you not use your words to criticize, though you're inclined to do so. It leaves your kids and spouse wondering why things just aren't ever good enough. Blue teachers, lesson plans, Exams, behavior charts, and homework assignments are all planned and executed with precision. Your capacity for details keeps your classroom well-organized and running smoothly, sometimes to the envy of the teachers around you. Your students would describe you as nice but serious, which is exactly what you're aiming for. You are sometimes overwhelmed by the number of students in your room and the collective energy that they can give off. On those days, you head home desperate for some peace and quiet. Blue coaches, you put a lot of thought into planning the lineup, the game strategy, and the practice schedule. No detail goes unnoticed. Your playbook is a masterpiece. When the game doesn't turn out the way you planned, you have a tendency to stew over what went wrong and overlook what went right. Your players notice. Your high standards can make some kids feel defeated, and your sparing use of encouraging words because you're deep in thought 
occasionally leaves them wondering if you even really enjoy coaching. Blue counselors, you are very empathetic, analytical and compassionate, thoughtful. These qualities make you an exceptional counselor. Getting to know your clients deeply is one of the most enjoyable parts of your work. You have a gift for seeing the problem and putting together a plan to solve it. If only everybody did what you asked. Stalled progress or unwillingness to follow the plan are struggles for you. And the constant pouring out to others can leave you running on empty. Lastly, let's talk about greens. For my friend Rachel, her life moves at a pace that's hard to keep up with. As a mom of three and a middle school teacher, there's a lot packed into every day. But that doesn't stop her from prioritizing the people in her life. She's the first to call and check on a friend or a family member, and she takes the time to really connect with her students, and not just to ensure they're understanding the material, but to let them know they're important. According to Rachel, it's challenging to create the structure she needs for her family, which may explain why she's notoriously late at registering her kids for the seasonal sports. She admits to missing the baseball deadline three years in a row. She articulately explains why it's so hard for her to get her lesson plans done on time, how she struggles to match her kids' energy and enthusiasm, and why she tends to procrastinate. If you watch the videos on the YouTube channel, she shares a helpful hack that keeps her on track. She is absolutely fantastic under pressure. A little messy, but honest about it and known in her family for a well-placed one-liner. Does this calm, even-tempered, content green ever lash out with stubbornness? It doesn't happen often, but when it does, even she doesn't see it coming. Just ask her about packing for the RV camping trip a few years ago. Really, though? Doesn't packing for a family vacation make the best of us snap? Rachel is just one example of the green temperament. Every green temperament is unique in their wiring. Greens are introverted. They think quietly before talking. But interestingly, they're people-oriented. They'll choose a person over a task any and every day. The strengths and weaknesses, innate needs, and signals of the green that we've covered so far also apply to grown-ups. Green strengths they're great listeners. They're sensible, cooperative, diplomatic, content, great under pressure. But they can also be sarcastic, have no sense of urgency, avoids responsibility. They don't want to be left holding the bag. They worry and they're unexpressive. For a complete list of the strengths and weaknesses, check out the green section in a grown-up's guide for kids wiring. Let's review the green's innate needs. Harmony, everyone getting along and everything going smoothly. Feeling of worth, being valued for their unique strengths. Lack of stress, the absence of conflict and combative words. Respect, being asked for their thoughts and opinions. And again, when these innate needs are low or empty, the green will signal and they signal with procrastination and stubbornness. Procrastination is delaying or ignoring responsibilities. 
stubbornness, refusing to converse or compromise. Let me give you some brief descriptions of some green grown-ups. Green parents, like Rachel, establishing and maintaining structure and authority in your home can be difficult. When your kids push back on curfew, complain about the dinner menu, or refuse to do their chores, the easiest thing to do, just ignore it. You tend to avoid confrontation in the short term, but is that really the best strategy in the long term? Your kindness, patience, and unmatched listening skills make you a very easy parent to talk to. And since you're so even-tempered, you probably don't freak out when your child tells you something you'd prefer not to have heard. Green teachers. Keeping control over the classroom can be tricky. Your soft-spoken and patient approach can literally be choked out by the volume and chaos coming from a classroom full of kids. For this reason, taking command of the classroom looks different for you. It's not your voice you use, but your silence. Your kids would describe you as kind and gentle, but hard to read. Your patience sometimes prolongs bad behavior, which some temperaments will definitely take advantage of, but it's frustrating for the kids who are ready and willing to learn. Green coaches, kids flourish under your steady, supportive coaching style. You are fair and tactful and can see both sides of every situation. When everybody's getting along, things are going good. But clashing temperaments, hormones, and a healthy dose of competition can stir up conflict, and it's up to you to hash it out, even though your tendency is to avoid it. Your sarcastic comments aren't meant to sting, but a sensitive player or two has probably been hurt by your humor. Green counselors, you were made for this. Your immense patience, active listening skills, and warm and inviting demeanor make your clients comfortable. While your lack of expressiveness can create tension or misunderstanding in other areas of your life, it works in your favor here as a counselor, since no reaction is sometimes the best reaction of all. It takes a lot of effort and mental energy to work up the nerve to deliver the hard truth, the hard truth that might hurt somebody's feelings, but it's part of the job. If you want to put some faces to these names, on our YouTube channel, you can actually meet Clay, Brent, April, and Rachel. Are you starting to see how temperament colors everything? Temperaments are everywhere. You just haven't known what to look for until now. This is why I believe miscommunication is almost always unintentional. Let me say that again. Miscommunication is almost always unintentional. Rarely are we trying to hurt somebody's feelings with our words. We're just not trying not to. I tell my clients all the time, now that you know better, you have a chance to do better. The more you understand your own temperament, the more you can intentionally choose words that build up rather than unintentionally choosing words that tear down. Have you noticed that we tend to have a little more grace and patience when we deal with kids who are wired like us? 
A red parent watches his red child dominate the backyard baseball game and silently applauds his leadership. A yellow child interrupts the dinner party and tells a knock-knock joke, and the yellow mom laughs every time. But what about the kids that are wired opposite of us? How does that green parent react to a domineering red child? How funny are all those dinnertime interruptions to a blue dad? We tend to show kindness to our kind. In the next chapter, we're going to talk about what happens when your temperament bumps up against temperaments of the children around you, especially the ones that are nothing like you.